Hi, welcome back. I'm Jeff. I'm John. This, this is Renewed Brain Podcast. And today we have a uh, an interesting episode on perspective and how that uh, plays into our lives. And yeah, I mean it's it's a great episode. I mean we've you know going through it was definitely fun doing it. It was definitely fun you know just talking about how good God is. And really, I mean, that's what that's what this is all about. It's just about you, you know, renewing your perspective or renewing your mind to who God is. Because in the end, it doesn't really matter what people say to you or how many messages you sit behind. You know, it's what it's in the end. What do you believe about God, and how is He active in affecting your life? Yeah. Um... Yeah, it's really cool episode. We went into a lot of different stuff just through it, um, just personal perspective and godly perspective and all sorts of stuff. If you listen to the end, we, we kind of went off on a little bit of a, a tangent just because perspective tech took us there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's really good. John had a lot of good stuff to say. It's my segment. It's got a fun name. <laughs> just take it. Take just the take ownership. It. Just take it. Just take it. my segment. This segment, man. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's called Have a Drink With Me, which is, is it's a name I always kind of wanted for a ministry. It's just, it's fun. Um, and it's just kind of a play on like um, the wineskins and having the new wineskin and having like the fresh wine of God. It gives new perspective. It gives new perspective, right? <laughs> if you're not sick about hearing about perspective right now, you're really going to get sick of it because we say it a lot yeah. in this episode. <laughs> we probably should have used viewpoint at some point or yeah. lens maybe. But, uh, we should have switched it up, you know, like, you know, whatever. But uh, no, it was good. I don't think we overused it. Mm-mm. We just said it a lot. It was necessary. <laughs> yeah. It was a necessary repeated use over and over that may cause you to want to run out in the street later but yeah we're not condoning that no (laughs) please do not try that at home um or not at home yeah anywhere really yeah i mean if you're gonna run across the street or into the street at least make sure it's clear yes (laughs) if it's not clear then you don't want to go because well You'll meet Jesus, so, I mean, that's up to you, but just don't do it. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I don't know. I think we're getting Little, way off track. Yeah, bunny trail. Anyways. But, um, so I think we're just going to get into it and uh, have fun with this episode. So, we'll see you guys on the other side. Yeah, thanks for listening. Now it's time for Have a Drink with me. Welcome to Have a Drink With Me. I'm Jeff Trudeau, and today I want to talk about perspective and how your perspective on God um, affects your life. Uh, for me personally, I remember even just like a year ago, I remember my perspective on God. And even my perspective on myself was like God was the master and I was the servant to the master. And I, I had met up with a friend and we were talking and he's just like, like, do you know, like God loves you and like, you can't disappoint God. And it was like, like I knew it. 
in my head. It was it was a thought I knew. I, I understood the principles in the Bible, but it wasn't it wasn't a heart knowing. And so so my life was lived out of um, this vision of myself as a servant instead of my the vision of God as Father and my life as as son and having a proud father. And so um, that day really changed a lot. That was before first year of school, actually. So it was a little over, probably closer to two years now. But um, it just just like really goes to show the importance of of that vision in your life, and it it's it's kind of cool. Um, even if if you look in the Bible at the parable of the prodigal son in Luke fifteen, um, we see the father. And you have the son who who's in sin and in doing doing his rebellion thing and going out in the world, and the father comes and he just loves on that son and he's like, "Son, like you came home. That's all I wanted was just to love you." And then you have the the other son who's the servant minded, and that's where I was was that that servant minded where like God, I. I'm supposed to be liked because I'm doing these good things. Like, why aren't, why aren't I receiving that? And, but the truth is God still showing love and wants to show love. But because I couldn't perceive it, like that's what kept me away from the party. That's what kept me away from him. And so it's just, it's a really interesting thing to go on. Um, even as you look through the whole Bible, how, how the difference of, of a story makes when you, when you see it through a new lens. And I'm reminded of a story. It's, um, the Israelites, uh, have their exodus out of Egypt. And so when they cross the Red Sea, the Israelites start rejoicing because they've been saved. They, they, they're dancing around. They, they start singing the song about the horse and the rider and they're singing the song. And, uh, the Jewish text, the Talmud, so in my opinion, it doesn't carry the same authority. But there's a story in there about the angels in heaven during this event. They they see the Israelites and they're they're just happy. So they begin rejoicing with the Israelites, and they they're dancing around. They're they're throwing a party because God just saved His chosen people. And God looks at the angels and He's like, "Stop, stop." those were my children too. And so it's, it's God had just saved the Israelites from this enemy, but the Egyptians weren't the enemy of God. They were the enemy of the Israelites. And so it's, it's the Egyptians were actually the children of God and God was mourning their passing. And so it's, it's a cool perspective to have just because like, like that story, you never really see it from the side of God caring about the Egyptians, too. We see God's wrath on the Egyptians or or God's favor on the Israelites. But the truth of the matter is God cared for each and every one of them just as much as he cared for the Israelites. And so that story really echoes throughout the Bible. In Second Peter 3, 9, it says, The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you not wishing for any to perish, but all to come to repentance. And that really just shows how much God wants to and is a father to humankind. 
and that he's not so worried about what we're doing so much as we come to him. And so it's just, it's a different perspective to take, but I can tell you from personal experience how that took me from a burnout Christian to, to a walking son where like, I have no problem going to church. I have no problem serving in the church because I know I'm doing it out of sonship. I'm doing it out of like maintaining my father's kingdom, like, you know, doing it out of that perspective rather than doing it because I have to serve and I have to do these things. And so it's, it's, yeah, perspective changes everything. And it just, it changes every verse you read in the Bible. Like when you see God as a loving God, you begin to understand that, that Eden was, was a fair chance. It wasn't, wasn't God saying you've done wrong, you're banished and I set you up to fail. It was God saying, even though you failed, like if you could see me, we could turn this around. And it's, it's everything, even, even the cross, it's not Jesus doing a duty. It's, it's Jesus's love towards his family and towards, towards us that Jesus went to the cross and he came back and it's everything he's doing is out of, out of love instead of out of, out of servitude. Yeah, so I just really loved, you know, what you had to say on the perspective of basically, you know, God's perspective on things, because I think it's something that's overlooked a lot in the church. You know, people are easy to remove grace or easy to remove God's love simply because, you know, sometimes it's either over an offense or a disagreement. And it's like when you take away your own personal perspective and you start looking through the lens of God's perspective, that's when you start seeing transformation, you know, in your life. And as you did, you know, you changed your perspective, not just your own personal perspective, but then you started seeing things from God's perspective. And so I think it's important that the two coincide with each other, because if you have a perspective on God that's good, but a perspective on yourself that's not, then, you know, yeah, those two exactly. worlds are going to collide. And that, that, that's, I mean, that's kind of my story. Like, I knew God was good, and I knew, like, like how he, he viewed things, but, like, I was the exception to that rule, you know? Like, like, God's good, and he loves all these people, but he's really disappointed in me right now. But that's not not true <laughs> no yeah i mean i think it's you you said it pretty well when you know people have and you said it yourself like you know people have a perspective of god as he's some big scary guy that just wants to throw the hammer down on you you know whenever you make a mistake but in all reality if that was the case then god would have no need to create us you know god could have created could have been satisfied with his angels and condemn them and criticize them and curse them but he wasn't. He wanted a relationship. He wanted people to love him in return because of how much he loved them, you know. And so it's like when you look at God with the perspective that he's not a scary guy, but he's actually your friend. And furthermore, he's not just your friend. He's your father, which yeah. means he has invested interest in you, you know. And I think that's 
I think that's something that God's been saying to me personally with perspective is that he's not just my friend, he's my father. The thing about friends is that they have interests in you, but they don't have invested interests in you. Sure. And yeah. so, you know, I've always heard like stories of parents having arguments with their kid and, you know, the response of the parent is, well, I'm not your friend, I'm your father. And the reality is they're not saying, well, I don't, it's not that I don't like you, it's I'm your parent. So that means I have invested interest. I, I saw you on your yeah. first day here on earth, like... Yeah, your friend's going to laugh when you fail, but your your parents are invested in your success. Exactly. And I mean, yeah. I, you know, <laughs> just this past week, I had an interesting moment with my Some parents. Friends. <laughs> with my parents where um, something that came up and, you know, was involving me possibly walking away from a position. And um, I just felt like I got kicked in the mouth. And my like my mom even said it when I, I got up. For, you know to eat before I went to work and she's like you, you just look like you got kicked in the mouth and um you know and I was telling them the situation kind of just what happened and they said you know you can't just let this get get away from you if this is something that you love to do then you need to go after it because they said what you need to realize is that people made sacrifices so that you could be a part of that so that you could be invested in that and so it's like, if I would have told that, you know, that circumstance and situation to a friend, not saying that I don't have good friends, but to a friend, they would have had a different response because yeah. parents re respond out of a place of we've sacrificed, we've laid our lives down so that you could be here at this point in your life. And so, you know, and I think it's important too, to have friends that are also in that same boat in that category of, Hey, we have invested interest in you. And so, you know, and that's also, that brings up another topic and story of invested relationship. You know, mm -hmm. that's a new perspective. A lot of people, you know, look at friendships and relationships and they don't value them as much because they think that friends are just a dime a dozen you know sure yeah if I, I don't like you i'll find someone else or yeah. whatever mm -hmm. not not a good perspective to have but mm -hmm. yeah and i mean so it's like you know the, well, i like what you pulled out is that it's when you realize that your perspective is a little bit skewed and that god's perspective is greater than your own that's when you see transformation take place in your life and that's what yeah that's what it's really all about. It's all about being who you really are, who you're truly made to be, you know. And I know that I mentioned earlier in one of our um, episodes about, you know, the character of God. If, if, if your life doesn't line up with the character of God, then there's a lie somewhere. Because it's the character of God that demonstrates the power of his love. Yeah. You know. And so... Yeah, uh, it's I guess perspective really plays into that yeah. in itself because how you view God is going to determine how you characterize God, mm -hmm. and yeah. so that's going to affect how you view ultimately yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think um, we had a speaker at church one day. He said, "Your ultimate view on morality is determined by your ultimate view on God." Yeah, and it, it's like. 
like these things, like our beliefs about God set so much our ethical standards and our just everything we do is really set on that, that belief. And it might be more subconscious than consciously, but like, because we believe in this higher good, whether or not we believe in a higher good determines a lot of things and whether or not like, whether or not that higher good is always good determines a lot of things. And, you know, and so it's, it's really like, it's a dominant thing. Yeah, I mean, that's really good, and I mean, um, you know, God's perspective is something that, you know, definitely shouldn't be overlooked, and, you know, when when we're talking about who God is and what the, you know, his perspective is, it's really a, a pretty big game changer, because, you know, um, you know, there's just so much that comes into play when you have a good perspective or a bad perspective because it literally like the outcome of your choices, your decisions, what you say, what you do, like it affects everything. Like, I mean, for instance, like you look at someone who doesn't know who God is, who's never heard the name of Jesus, they're doing everything that's wrong, but they don't know it. You know, it's what they were raised in. It's their culture. It's what they, accepted to be life you know yeah and so you know but what does it look like when someone who actually knows the perspective of god actually loves god brings that to them and says hey did you know that life is better than this and it's in those moments where people are are reaching a glimpse of hope Mm -hmm. you know and because i i know i know all about you know the you know, because I, I obviously work, <coughs> excuse me, the work environment and, you know, having some friends that have been in the world and just like done everything that the world does, you know, it's just, it's, it's mortifying and it's, it's terrible because, you know, it's just like, and they all have said the same thing that if they would have known who God was, like all the stuff that they did, they would have never done. You know, because they realize that God is so much better than life itself, you know. And so, but then there's that perspective too. Yeah. That God wants to change in believers and change in non-believers is that life itself is meant to be enjoyed. Yeah. It's not something that's supposed to tear you down. It's not something that's supposed to make you feel like crap. It's not something that's supposed to, you know, make you doubt your life, you know, because God's good in the end. Yeah, that's good. And I I think like, like that's important because yeah, we have a limited life and it's a, it's a, a speck on the, the time of eternity, but like God gave us that limited life for a purpose and a reason. And it's not because he wants us to suffer for, 80 years before we get to enjoy paradise, you know, I mean, that's again, back to how we perceive God Mm -hmm. is going to affect that and how we, what we believe about that statement. But Mm -hmm. like there is a, there's a purpose and a plan behind the life he gave and he gave us passions and talents and like all of that for a reason, you know, he didn't just go up here's John. uh, I'm going to make him like video games just because, you know, 
like he had a purpose behind that and mm-hmm. so it, it's yeah yeah and i mean it's uh i think you you kind of opened up a little segue there too of just like you know as believers we're supposed to go into every area of influence and bring our perspective with it you know because you know a lot of the times some of the most creative things that are out there most of the times you know they are you know either one or two things people who have done tons of drugs or people who are believers of god you know and so and you can tell the difference between what's what you know if you you know if you have a good relationship with god or if you don't there's just certain things you can look at and say well god really did work in this and then you know um you know it just with music with music with entertainment like what are you what are you subjecting yourself to mm-hmm. what are you giving your time to you know and so when you like i've seen in my life personally my perspective really shifted when I decided I was going to put away, you know, secular music for a bit and just worship God and worship him relentlessly. And not that I listen strictly to worship music. I listened to a lot of different music, but, you know, a majority of my time was given to worship, you know, and it was when I did that and the majority of my time was given to scripture, you know, that's when I began to see huge breakthroughs in my life because I had a new perspective on who God was and is. Yeah. Yeah. It, it wasn't necessarily that it was all about listening to Christian music. It mm-hmm. was that through the Christian music, you were opened to mm-hmm. a view of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's like, and I really enjoy like seeing some of the people that are in the same sphere and in the same area of secular music and they're thriving because they're not, it's not that they're openly disowning God or they're openly proclaiming God is that they're bringing excellence in through their music. Yeah. And it's through doing that, they get to minister to people. Sure. Know? Because not everything is just going for the kill. Tell them about Jesus, you know? Yeah. It's not always going to be the case. There are people that need to be worked on and need to be loved. And sometimes, you know, um, one of my favorite speakers and authors and pastors, Danny Silk, um, you know, said that I can love you, but sometimes I have to love you from the porch. You know, some, that means sometimes I have to love you from a distance. Not saying I'm completely pushing you away, but you know, there's a certain area where, you know, I just have to, uh, you know, kind of remove myself a little bit so that I'm safe and you're safe. Because if there's anything that's going to risk the relationship, then it's not worth, you know, it's not worth taking that risk. Yeah. So. Awesome. Yeah, I think we're going to wrap it up here. Um, Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you next week.